a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Next is now. Well, the confirmation hearings are coming up very rapidly on a new Supreme Court justice, Justice Jackson, and that will begin uh, next week as those confirmation hearings uh, roll into full swing. And so it causes us to step back a little bit and, and talk about the Senate confirmation process and what is happening on that front. And uh, it's a process, of course, written to the Constitution, that the Senate advise and consent, and that those leaders of executive branch agencies uh, are uh, approved or confirmed by the United States Senate. Now, that uh, process has slowed down, and it goes through ebbs and flows through different administrations and <laughs> different uh, Congress. And of late, it has slowed down. The last year, the Senate confirmed less than half of President Biden's nominees. Uh, and again, you can go back historically and look at where it gets slowed down, uh, regardless of who's in the White House and who's in control of Congress. Uh, but part of that is because it's becoming more and more political. So so what's going on? Is it just political? Uh, here on Inside Sources, we had the opportunity to speak with Adam White. He's a senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, and he has a new piece out saying that this is actually a symptom of a much bigger problem, a deeper disease than just the confirmation process. Uh, in fact, Adam White testified at a Senate Homeland Security and Government Committee hearing on the pace by which the Senate is confirming and not confirming President Biden's appointees. And this is always a, an interesting part of the process. And sadly, these hearings are not really hearings because nobody's listening. They've become a platform, uh, especially for those who want to run for president. And it gives them an opportunity to showboat, to get some social media moments, to appear on national cable network shows. Uh, so we have to look at what is this process, and then I want to get to Adam's point of what is this deeper issue that he's worried about beyond just the pace, the slow pace of confirming presidential appointees. So Adam uh, began by pointing out to us the delicate balance between the role of Congress and the president when it comes to confirming the president's executive branch appointments. I don't think the Senate should micromanage every single pick by the president. Ultimately, the president got elected and, and ought to have some leeway in staffing and administration. But the Senate does have an important role to play just in basic quality control. And that requires a look at both the, the views of the nominee and also their experience, their capacity as managers and, and so on. And from the very beginning, all the way back to when Alexander Hamilton was defending our proposed constitution, he said the Senate really needed to have this power and to take this power seriously. And so when we get to a point like now where 
of the, the 1,200 presidential appointments that currently require Senate confirmation, you see a real slowdown in both getting the nominations going and then getting the confirmation going. And you see presidents relying more and more on on acting officials, people who aren't really confirmed but ostensibly are doing the job temporarily. It's it's a big problem both for the administration and for the Senate. And so those are some, some really crucial things that uh, get my blood boiling just a little bit. Uh, I happen to agree with Adam that the president should get some leeway to, to pick his or her team. The president is uh, running it, so uh, they should be able to get the people that they want for the most part. But it is important for the Senate to take that job seriously and move it through. There doesn't need to be endless delays and showboating in terms of, of these hearings. But here's the here's the real problem. Uh, and Adam pointed this out, that the presidents of both political parties more and more are relying on acting leaders, not confirmed leaders. And the problem with that is it actually puts more and more power in the hands of people who aren't elected and who are not accountable. Because if you have someone, it's like having the substitute teacher uh, you just have to kind of do the minimum standard and, and do what you want because you know that substitute is not coming back tomorrow anyway. Or the interim head coach. Uh, not likely the interim head coach is going to be sticking around long, so you just kind of bide your time. And when you have these massive organizations in the executive branch and they only have an acting head, uh, that gives power to those that are even further down the chain that, again, aren't elected and are not held accountable by the public. So I, to me, those are the real concerns of this is it just keeps pushing things further and further into the executive branch agencies with less and less accountability. Uh, and this is where uh, Adam got into the, the real heart of it. Uh, he went on to tell us that this slowdown in confirmations is actually not the problem. It's a symptom of a bigger problem. The real problem here isn't the Senate. The Senate's ever slower process is actually a symptom of a much deeper problem. And the deeper problem is that Congress has delegated so much power to these agencies with real minimal limits on, on the agency's discretion that these agency offices have become much more powerful and much more politically significant. And that's why they've become so much more controversial in Senate confirmation. And unless the Congress, the House and the Senate, legislate meaningful reforms that would put stronger limits on the agency's power, we're going to fight these fights one way or another over who's wielding this power. Uh, Adam then gave the example of Sarah Bloom Raskin, who was nominated for a senior office in the Federal Reserve. Take a listen. Normally, nominations for the Federal Reserve are not very controversial, but, but Raskin had said in, in her writings earlier that she wanted the, the Fed to have a much stronger role in climate policy and really drive allocations of investment between fossil fuel companies or renewable companies. And the agency claiming that kind of power suddenly makes its own confirmation process much more radioactive. And in fact, Senator Manchin announced this week he would not support her nomination and she had to withdraw it. And so unless the, the Fed and other agencies have, have much stricter limits on their power, we're going to see more and more fights like this. And then finally, to solve the problems, he said the first thing that Congress needs to do is reduce the number of these offices that actually require Senate confirmation. 1,200 is just too many. 
for the Senate to process. The Senate really should focus its resources on the most important offices, maybe 600 or 800 offices. And, and in deciding which offices to take out of Senate confirmation, Congress really needs to study the powers of the agencies, the power of the individual offices, and, and take out of the Senate confirmation process the offices that really have much less policymaking power and discretion. Adam White, senior fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. I think this is a crucial one in terms of that confirmation process. What's the right role of Congress and how do they advise, consent and confirm in a way that helps us to function and have accountability? Step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.